So very quickly, I just want us to, where, where you are seated, I just want you to just, please just say a prayer. Just talk to God and ask God for one word. Let's just ask for one word. Father, please send the word for me today in the name of Jesus. Father, please send your word to me today in the name of Jesus. Lord, please send your word to me today in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Sweet Holy Spirit, please take charge in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Choir, please, I need a favor. <coughs> My voice is really nice, but only for talking. Please, let's just, let's just sing that song again. At the center of it all, it's you that I sing. It's you. At the center of it all, it's you that I see, it's you that I see, there is power in your name, miracles happen in your name, miracles time and in every season God has a unique move God moves in unique ways at, every, at different points in time at in different seasons at a certain time he's moving through a shepherd boy he's bringing deliverance through a shepherd boy at another time he's working out his purpose through very abusive siblings wicked siblings and then sometimes he's even working out his purpose through a prisoner, bringing wisdom for the season and then making him prime minister. And even at other times, he's bringing deliverance, the desired deliverance through a carpenter. 
That's why it's important that at every time in every season we are conscious and very we are paying attention. Choir, please, you can go back. Thank you. We need to pay attention to what God is doing and then how He is doing it because the Bible makes it clear to us that His ways are not our ways. Amen. Um, today is family weekend, and um, please just hold that thought. And then we are going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 24, I believe. Yes. Sorry, 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you have a Bible, please just go there with us. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 12. All right. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the air shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? And the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now, had God set members, every one of them in the body, as he, it had pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And I cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be feeble and necessary. Please, let's go back to verse 23. I want us to just look at it in the other version. I think it's H verse 22, yes. Verse 22, please. Um, the other version, HCSB. It says, on the contrary, all the more, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. Please, let's continue in this vein. And those parts of the body that we think to be less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have a better presentation. But our presentable parts have no need of clothing. Instead, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable. Let's carry on. So that there will be no division in the body, but that the members will have the same concern for each other. Let's take note of that. It's saying that so that he makes, he makes it look like those parts of the body who is that we will think are not important. He put them in unique positions so that the same level of respect, some level of respect, let me not say the same, is accorded so that there is a balance in the way God does things. Please, let's carry on. So that there will be no division in the body. Okay. So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. 
how many of us can testify to when you hit that little toe? So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Amen. I would like us to read that last verse together. Just to be sure. I like feedback. Just to be sure that you are following. So now let's go. One, two, go. You are the body of Christ and individual members of it. I would like to read that from New Living Translation. And then this is how it says it. Instead, uh oh, sorry. One moment, please. Okay. All, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Amen. So to, um, today we are talking about the Christian family in the new normal. I was at a conference, I think earlier this week, where one of, uh, one of the conveners was saying that um, do we really want to go back to, because everybody is looking at post-COVID, post-COVID, post-COVID. Because COVID has obviously changed a lot of things. Do we really want to go back to the old ways of doing things? When really it was the old ways of doing things that brought us here. So anyway, that was just by the way. So we're talking about what's the Christian family. Because now we can see from scripture that we are all, a, a member, we are all members of the body of Christ. Because when we say church, when we, when we think of the family of God, when we think of church... Many times we think of the building. I know we are beginning to sound cliche. We say it quite often. And then it's beginning to sound cliche that we are the body of Christ. We are the church as individuals. If when you walk out of here, and then it doesn't matter if you are working with somebody or if you are working alone. When I see you, I say this is the church. This is the body of Christ. So it's important that we have our identity. We understand that so that by the time um, we start to take our posture, my subheading for today's topic is our posture as members of the body of Christ because I feel like in these uncertain times, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things are still changing. But it's important that what we stand for, how we stand, and then what we believe will be tested a lot. It's funny, before covid I think it was last year I was having conversations with some of my friends and I was saying that this decade we are entering into where many of us here, by the grace of God, will be raising our kids. Nobody is looking forward to it. Amen. So this decade, like from 2020 forward, where we'll be raising kids, it is well low. Because the things that, because we live in a noisy world, there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of things going on anywhere, everywhere. It's important that what you believe, more than, more than in many generations before, what you believe will be tested. When we were growing up, many of us, when we were filling forms in schools, we only needed to choose one of two genders. But now, recently, I put something on my status. I think I saw five. There are some I still need, I still need education to understand how these things work. Because there are a few people who, anyway, that's a topic for another day. Amen. Amen. So it's important that you know, you understand what you believe. Because 
in this era it's been around for a long time but in this era political correctness is almost the new is also the almost the norm what do i need to say how do i need to say it yes yes it doesn't matter what you are feeling it doesn't matter what you are you are thinking per se what needs to be said now that's how a lot of things are saying and a lot of things are going on sadly i know this one is a little emotional for me because that's why somebody will come on national tv and say that an instagram live was photoshopped we that do photoshop it is well amen so it's important that we 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 know what we believe and what we stand for and then very quickly i just want to run through there are really like four points i put under this because i i think it's important for us if we determine our posture and if we know what if we know what we are doing it's important that um number one i feel like in these times it's important because i believe i believe in this is the era of the church in the believer earlier we established that individuals you are the church i'm the church wherever i go I'm a representation of the body of Christ because what God is doing in you is doing and then is affecting the body as a whole the body of Christ because eventually if it goes well for me it benefits the body as a whole that's why and that's not just for members of the league of champions alone it's for members of every believer around the world members of I don't I don't know whatever church you're talking about is true for every believer. So, first of all, I think very quickly I'd like us to please go to 1st Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32. 1st Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32 and then what 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 I believe that what I believe is important for us. One of those four things we'll be discussing is actually having an understanding of the times. An understanding of the times. First Chronicles 12:32 it says for from the Issachites King James version says the, ch- the children of Issachar the sons of Issachar who understood uh oh yes and the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do excuse me the heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandments amen it's important that we have a background to this because um, many times the way we pray about this is almost like God give us an understanding of the times, an understanding of the times. But on, upon further study, an interpretation of these times is actually opportunities. Some people argue that it's actually opportunities. It's almost like an understanding of opportunities, an understanding of the way the world works. And why was this important at that time? If you read before this verse and then after the verse you find that it was given an account of the number of warriors that were from each tribe of Israel and then you find that um, each of those warriors in between that from the tribe of Issachar there were 200 leaders and their relatives who were brought who were brought out and they were people who devoted themselves to some records say it was study of philosophy study of just an understanding they studied a lot they researched a lot that it's recorded that they understood the way the world works an understanding of the way the world works 
And then that also makes us think and then consider that um, no matter how strong the soldiers are, if there's no strategy, how, how many of us have seen, we've seen a lot of people who, this person has potential, but there's no strategy. I don't know. I, I know someone who is probably the most gifted player in the world, but yesterday they lost, and I was delighted because I'm a Real Madrid fan. Thank you. So, <laughs> so um, strategy plays a lot, and then an understanding of the times. You, an understanding of the times is important for us. So that I think it's important to say this here that um, when things happen, one of the advantages we have is that something happens now. Your first reaction should not be ye. Amen. Because beyond all these things, how many understanding of the times? Because I, as believers, I believe it's important that we have a balance. An understanding of, see, there are times when God will speak to you and then he's dropping a word. Generally, when God will speak, you find that God is dropping things in parts. And then it's important that you go back to him for clarity. And beyond that is also sometimes what God expects of you is he gives you a line, two lines. You go and research. Go and check what is it that has been made available. Knowledge that has been put in place. People he has planted around you who might have that experience. Who, Because earlier today at a workers meeting, Isaiah was sharing something where we were reading a book that one of our pastors, Pastor Tokumbo, wrote. So it's a book that documents about 15 years of our life. It's a really book, really rich. Generally, what happens is this. We've been getting encouraged to read books a lot. If you do not read books, please, I like you to cultivate the habits. What somebody illustrated, gave this illustration. When you read a book, what happens is this. Okay, let me quickly say a disclaimer. There are, there are all sorts of books out there. That's why it's important that you read with your head. So sometimes you read rubbish, sometimes you read a lot, but many times, much of the works are available to us. What, what happens is this. When you get a really re good book, you find something that a person documents his experiences and then it saves you. For instance, I'm talking about Don't Drink That Poison where 15 years, a 15 years struggle is documented and then the victories and the testimonies. When you read that book, the knowledge you get from there, it, save, it could save you, quote and unquote, 15 years. Because we learn, of course, as individuals, we learn in parts, we learn differently, and then things happen. Many things, some things you learned at 10, I learned at 17. So, all of this to say that when God gives you something, he gives you a word, he, gives, he drops things to you. It's important that, along with research, along with going to find out all there is to know about it, take it, you not take all of these things and take it back to the person who gave you. And then an understanding of the times is important as well, along with um, the Holy Spirit. And I think that's one of the biggest victories God gave us uh, in the dying of, in Jesus' dying, tearing the veil and all of that. Because in the Old Testament and then in Bible times, you find that the Holy Spirit came on people and left, came on people and left. 
But one of the victories you enjoy is that when Jesus came, when you took, when you believed in Jesus and then you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, he came to stay in your heart. It's another book I'll recommend, The Spirit Within and The Spirit Upon by Kenneth E. Hagin. It's, it's another really good book about the Holy Spirit. So, um, an understanding of the times, balance that with discernment from the Holy Spirit. And it can only come from the Holy Spirit. If you are going to see correctly everything you see in this world, I was saying earlier that your first reaction to things that happen around you cannot be yea. You must look at everything from the lens of the Spirit. Because things happen first in the Spirit before they, ha- they are manifested in the physical. And many times it's easy to, because it is our natural place, it's where we see, it's how, where we easily feel. It's, not, it's really because those are the senses, the same way we have senses in the physical, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, the sense of touch, and all of those. That, that in the same way we have those senses in the spiritual so because and then like we learned in biology use I don't know how to say it I didn't pass biology very well but you get the point understanding no matter so um, the more you use something that's the more developed they are that's why you find that many times you see people who um, are maybe they've lost some, some of their limbs, their legs, so you find that they tend to develop stronger arms and different parts like that. You, find, you hear that many, most times, many, most of the people who are visually impaired, who are blind, tend to be, to have stronger smell of taste, stronger, but that's the thing. So we must seek to develop all of these things and then, so that's all, that's an understanding of the times. Then the second thing is courage because one of the things that our scripture to, told us is that an understanding of the times brings about knowing what to do. Understanding of times is really two things. You understand what's happening. Okay, okay, this is what's happening. Two, knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. And then sometimes you agree with me that you know what to do, but one thing is lacking, courage. Because sometimes the things you need to do are... They are, they are difficult. You would rather do something else. So the next one will be the courage to do what to do. Because in these times, as God will be revealing to you what you need to do, the posture you need to stand, what you need to say, because of the things you know, because of the things you understand, you'll be required to take certain stands that may be controversial. Let me not say miss. Many times they will be controversial. Amen. So we need to understand, uh, I'm running out of time. I really just have five minutes. But I'll quickly give the example of, in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, where we find the, stories of, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those, that story blows my mind all the time. It's fine people who, the king was saying, he was just saying, quote and unquote, just. He was just saying, bow down, and I'll let you go. Otherwise, I'll throw you in fire. But these guys basically came back and said, they stood in front of the king and said, it's sure for us, our God will deliver us. But if he does not, we will believe us, we will not. So, this is two things, priorities. The king 
to him, he was making a proposition that made it look like the important thing was for them to live that conversation with their life. But at the end of that conversation, it is obvious to us that it wasn't really their life that mattered. There was something more, but what did they hear? What is it they knew about God? Because the courage you have will come from a place of conviction. It's conviction that gives courage like that. And um, another, similar, another similar case is Paul, where he said, For me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. So it's almost like saying, all is win-win. If I'm still here, it's because I still have an assignment that will profit God. Amen. Then number three will be found in, please let's quickly read verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 12. So in these times, it's important that as members of this family of God, we look out for one another. Just like 1 Corinthians 12, 25 is talking about how, how that each of the, what they call it, each of the members of the body, when the one that seems least important is in distress, it affects all of us. As a family, you understand that generally, I don't know how many people like Italian family, Italian don, um, hey, I've forgotten, mafia. You see how they are very fiercely loyal to their families. Thank you, sir. Fiercely loyal to their families. Everything is family, families at family level. And generally, when you have to get into a family, you look for the weak link. Look for the weak link. We are only as strong as our weakest link. So that's why it's important that when you know, based on your knowledge, you understand we see differently, we understand differently, we've received differently. Look out, take care of your brother, take care of your sister. Based on what you know, based on the courage you have. Because it's all one body. See, say you know affect us here. If it's affecting us somewhere, if you see this person is not a member of my church, he not touch us, he touch you. It's the body of Christ. Amen. And then there's something, there's something, there's a reason why, because it's beautiful. I, I just said earlier that when you walk out of here, you are the church. When we are together, we are the church. But sometimes you might ask, why is it important for us to still come here? There's something about, there are two illustrations I'll give. Um, the Bible tells us about how a threefold cord is not easily broken. It's talking about the power of teams. And then the second one was where he was talking about one chases 1,000, two chases 10,000. We are stronger together. And it's not by our calculation. It's not our one plus one. Because how do you explain one chasing 1,000 and then the moment you become two, 10,000? You can do two more together. And then the fourth one is what I consider the foundation of all of this, the one that makes all of this work. It is love. The reason why we are here together, the reason why we have this story and this testimony, the reason why we have hope, the reason why we believe, we have something to believe in, is because of love. It's a love story. It's the kind of love story that many of us, I know many of us are hopeless romantics here. We, we love love. Amen. But it's the kind of love, yeah, I see you. <laughs> uh, so it's the kind of love story you will not want to be the hero of. Because I think it was Paul who testified it. He said it best. We loved him because he first loved us. 
Many of us don't return love the moment it's not. Uh, many WhatsApp status are about that. The moment your energy is not the same, I throw it back, I, I lock up. Nobody is more than blocking. I like that picture. I like that picture. <laughs> Amen. So love. God loves us so much. He loved me and you and I so much that he, he looked at us and then he knew we could not save ourselves. He sat, he, he stood at the beginning of time. He said he knows the end from the beginning. He walked to the end of time. He came back. And then he said, no. If I keep having them give sacrifices, keep sacrifices, they cannot measure up. They cannot keep these rules. And he sent his only son to come and see, this is the part that blows my mind every time. Jesus gave a sacrifice that was so potent, so valid, that over 2,000 years later, when I have my kids, it will work for them. That's how powerful that is. I was, why did he do that? Why, why would you do that for somebody? I wanted to look for trouble, but it's not, it's not good. I wanted to ask, have you seen the person that you can do that for? But that's the kind of love that God requires of us. That's why it's scary for men. Men, many times, as guys, most times, that's the kind of love God asks, requires of us for your wife. Say, as Christ laid down his life for the church, so be ready to lay down your life for your wife. And women are smiling. It's not funny in my mind. <laughs> Amen. So love. But this is the beautiful thing about love. Um, um, we grow in it. We grow in it. So that the provision that God makes is he understands our nature. He understands our frailty. He's touched by... Uh, he, he knows how he's doing us. So he makes provision for us. Amen. So I just want us to just go to God and then... It's just one prayer. Just talk to God and tell him, Father, please help my posture. In these times, in these uncertain times... Help my posture. Help me to stand right. Let me help to stand right for you. Help me to stand right for you. And while you do that, while we are praying that prayer, please, if you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to just surrender your life to Christ and then just surrender the lordship of your life, life to Christ, is I would like you to just take this opportunity to just. Put your hand up wherever you are. Just say a prayer. Just say, God, I see your love for me. I see the provision, the work you've done. I believe the work you have done for me is valid. Please come into my life. I receive this work that you've done for me. The rest of us, let's just keep praying for our posture. God, help my posture. Help me to stand right. Because what, when, when our posture is right, when our posture is correct, all of, the vas, all, of the, all of the up and down, the vacillations that happen in the world because of the things we see, because we, stay, we live in a noisy world, there's a lot of sound. Really now that 
information is not filtered. Anybody that has information can just get on his phone and throw it on Twitter. And it's, it's available for search results. So let's just pray for our posture. We need a clarity of mind, understanding hearts.